With the ever-increasing number of makes and models of automobiles, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use for other things, you know, like mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership? At rockauto.com, you will save money. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Best of all, Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Jerry, G-E-R-R-Y, in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Today on the Callahan Podcast, well, we said yesterday that uh, Carl Nassib was the perfect guy for this job. The first gay guy in uh, major professional sports, active guy coming out, making his announcement, telling his truth. Well, it turns out he's even more, <laughs> he's better than we thought. I'm really starting to like this uh, Nassib guy. Maybe I'll be one of many to get a Nassib jersey. We'll tell you why. I am loving Carl Nassib today. Also, a uh, scientist uh, who wants to uh, make our babies smaller and make us all sick at the thought of eating a cheeseburger. An actual scientist, he actually said that uh, Tucker played it. We're going to play it today. You will not believe it. By the way, Joy Behar, first one. If you had Joy Behar as the first one who would make a dumb homophobic joke, you win. Hunter Biden has a special skill, a special skill. We're going to talk about special skills, things, useless things you can do. I don't think I can do what Hunter can do. <sighs> Maybe you can. We'll tell you what Hunter can do, and we'll tell you the latest from the laptop from hell on today's Callahan podcast, brought to you by DCU. Uh, do you love your car but hate your car payment? No problem. Refinance your car today with DCU. And they can help lower your monthly payment, lower your interest rate, or both. Applying is easy, and their loan experts will help you find the loan term and the payment that fits into your budget. Get out of that high-rate loan and get the interest rate and the payment you deserve from DCU. Learn more and apply today at dcu.org slash refinance. Insured by NCUA. Membership required. All right, Carano, let's do this. This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. Oh, this is getting good. This is getting good, Matt Carano. I said this at, uh, I don't know what time it was, like 8 o'clock at night. I saw this story that uh, our guy Carl Nassib, Carl Nassib, I said this yesterday, that I said this appears to be the perfect guy to play this role, to lead this uh lead us into a new era when guys, gay guys can just say, yeah, I'm gay. And, and, and everyone can uh, accept it, and move on. And, and it's not a big deal. Yes. And I said, this guy has not got no scandal around him. He uh, isn't coming out because he got arrested. He's not coming out because some tabloid or some troll on Twitter had photos and was blackmailing him. He, he wasn't coming out because he was trying to become a, a, a TV star like Michael Sam. It wasn't a sham like Sam. It was real. I mean, the guy made that video, Carl Nassib, the uh, defensive end for the Las Vegas Raiders, came out of the closet, and he seemed to do and say all the right things. And I, I didn't even know half of it. Now, now it's gotten better. I said he was perfect. Um, uh, I think he really is perfect. He, he's a Republican. And we believe, we believe a Trump supporter, which twists all... I shouldn't say all. Many, many of his supporters just twists them in knots, in pretzels. I, I, I'll have to check in with my friend Alex Reamer. He's not going to handle this well. I'll have, I'm going to have to, you know, call and console him because uh, while these people like Alex Reamer and many activists 
support NASA, made it clear that they applaud and, and, and uh, rejoice in the news yesterday, are going to hate this. And I initially I thought it was just a rumor, but somebody went, I think went and saw the voter registration, and he's a registered Republican in Pennsylvania, uh, which is not a surprise. I mean, obviously, he's a hardworking guy. He's, a, he's achieved a lot. He's not some layabout. He's, there's no history that he's an activist, uh, you know, a liberal activist. So he's a registered Republican, no big deal. And then I said uh, on Twitter, I said, please, God, make him a, a Trump supporter just to make these people lose their minds completely. And two minutes later, somebody sends me the picture. There's a photo. There's a photo of Carl Nassib. In his eyes. In, with his buddies, and he appears yeah. uh, like he's feeling no pain. They appear to be at a at a party or or partying. Um, I'll describe it. Uh, there's four of them in the photo. Nasib is in the middle with another guy. They have kind of whatever they bandanas around their heads. Yeah, and they're smiling. He's got a gray T-shirt on Nasib, but his friend right next to him. And I don't know if these guys are all gay or not. doesn't matter. But his friend right next to him has a shirt with Trump on it and says, legends are born in June, which is when Trump came down the escalator, you know, the golden escalator and uh, announced his candidacy. And a picture of Trump on there with the thumbs up. I'm sorry, most friends, most people I know who are Trump haters, they wouldn't even associate with someone who has a Trump shirt. They would, They would just shun that person, run the other way. Uh, he's not doing that. He is hanging with his buddy who's a Trump supporter and he's a registered Republican. I just want more news today. I want someone to say that, that he was at a rally. I want someone to say that he has a MAGA hat in his locker. I want this to get, the, 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 I know, I know these people, these people who uh, have such hatred for Trump that they won't even uh, look at you uh, the, the same way if they found out you support Trump. I have people in my life like that who, once the subject turns to Trump, they want to literally like take a fork and jab it in my throat. They just can't stand the thought of hanging with someone who doesn't hate Trump. It appears Carl Nassib doesn't hate Trump. Do you think this? You think I, this I, I know I love this too much. I love this this story too much, but you I'm do. hoping it gets better. Do you think this causes more or less waves than the uh, the Brady uh, Trump hat in the locker? What do you think is what do you think? Well, it's a good question because obviously Brady's a bigger star. But I yeah. I was there, not in the locker room, but I was there talking to Brady, following everything. That was blown completely out of proportion. It's typical. Uh, the, the I've said this for years. I don't know if you ever heard me say it, Matt Carano, but the people who hate Trump, I I would ask this question. Isn't there enough there to hate? Do you have to make stuff up? I mean, there's there's oh, plenty yeah. of things, plenty of things he said and done. Just his personality. I understand that some people hate him. That's fine. Why do you have to lie? Why do you have to make stuff up like the Charlottesville lie? Why do you have to make stuff up like he asked the Russians for uh for for Hillary's emails? He was joking. Everyone knows he was joking. When I hear Trump haters say that like it's real. I, I wonder, why can't you just stick to the truth? There's plenty there, plenty of ammo there if you really just want to hate him. Why do you have to make stuff up? This well, cause, It's because the dumb people will uh, will believe it. That's why. Yeah, because it works. Yeah, it's it works. a good point. It's a good point. Like when they made up that story about Trump uh, disparaging the, the military and veterans and right. said they're all suckers and losers, completely made up. But this is how media bias which I would call media corruption uh, works. They make up this story. Everyone knows it's made up. It's kind of like the bounties on the soldiers in Afghanistan that Russia put bounties on them. Again, made up. We found out later, made up. Didn't matter. It worked because Biden used it in the campaign. The Democrats used it. They said he called the veterans suckers. Biden used it in the debates. Biden knew it wasn't true. He knew it was made up, but he used it anyway. And again, uh, I guess it worked. I guess I understand why they do it. But to, to me, it just seems like if you're going to be honest, you can still hate him. You can find plenty of reasons to hate him. Why do you have to make stuff up? Brady was given the hat by Kraft. He stuck it in his locker. He laughed about it. He knew Trump. He played golf with Trump. He didn't think Trump was a serious candidate at that point. You know what? 
No one else did either. No one did. No. No one did. So uh-huh. it was kind of a joke. Yeah, you know, the the the, the carnival barker, the reality TV host, you know, my my wacky friend is running for president. Look, I got this whack this hat. He's stuck in his locker. People who use that, like, you know, your Jamel Hills and you know, Max Kellermans who used it to fuel their 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 hatred of Brady were lying. They were lying. They were not honest. They were not telling the truth. They were lying. Brady did not support Trump. Uh, it, it, he, he talked about it with us on the air, and he joked about about Trump putting in a putting green at the White House and just said, yeah, right. it wasn't, wasn't funny, but he didn't take it seriously. He said, Trump's not a serious candidate, and I don't take it seriously. I got the goofy hat, and that's it. When, the, when, when everything hit the fan in, uh, you know, later when Trump you know, made it through the primary when Trump was running for president, Brady completely distanced himself from him. Complete. I mean, he literally said, my wife told me I'm not allowed to talk about politics. Right. Don't, don't ask me. That's, that's, I think it's one of the reasons, you know, he, he didn't want to do the show anymore because he didn't want to be asked about it. And, uh, you know, he literally made the rule and we were public about it. We weren't hiding it the next season that we, we, you know, weren't going to talk about Trump. I mean, he, he, he didn't want to, he didn't want to, first of all, just throw his old friend uh, under the bus, Sure, but he didn't want to piss off his wife and his mother either. <laughs> you know, he said this just, and, and Brady's into all the power to positive thinking and he didn't want to get down in the mud and talk politics. So he said, no, he never supported Trump. It is a lie that, that all the Jamel Hills and Max Kellermans told for years, literally for years, they said, Brady, and they used it as a way, as a reason to hate Trump. They did. And it was totally dishonest, you know, which is, which is not necessary. Again, you want to hate him? Go ahead and hate him. To answer, that's my long-winded answer to your question. of Yes, yeah, so that's nowhere near as big, but, but, the, but, but, but the story might but, be as. But NASA might actually support Trump. Is right, my, my, you know, and then then we'll see. Is he is he Jackie Robinson? Is he Rosa Parks? Is he some great, again, some great barrier breaker, some great pioneer? If he supports Trump, no way, oh, wow. no chance. The the you know the 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 yes, the wokesters on ESPN and on the networks and in the New York Times and and the Jamel Hills and the Bill Simmons, they're not going to be happy no. with him. They're not going to hold him up as an uh, as a role model if we see a picture of him today with a Trump hat. And it's that's the problem. That's the problem when you lionize someone is they're human. Like they're going to have things that you don't necessarily, right or wrong, they're not going to, they're going to have things that they don't, that you don't like about them. So if you lionize them, then you have to walk it back later. Uh, so, you know. You know what? If he's, talk. If we found out today that he'd been arrested, that he'd uh, you know drunk driving or whatever, they, that wouldn't be nearly as bad. Yeah. That might the be woke crowd, the woke mob. There's a lot of sins they will forgive. Yeah, uh, this this is not one of them. I mean, <laughs> supporting Trump, that's worse than you know, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of felonies. Put it that way. Yeah, and, and we will see. I'm hoping today. I mean, in this day and age. It's so different than it used to be because you just kind of wait. There are so many photographs out there. When you're in college, when you're a rookie and you're nobody, you don't think, I better not take a photo at this party because I'm drunk. I have a drink in my hand. I'm um, whatever. I'm wearing a Trump hat. You don't think I should be careful when you're at, you know, at Penn State in a frat party. You're not saying someday I might be kind of famous. I better be careful. So we'll see today if there's or the, in the coming days, and and if by the way, we'll get, for it, yeah, we'll get to Hunter Biden because some people are more careful than others when posing for <laughs> pictures. That's true, and I don't think anybody anywhere is in. I'm trying to think of who would be someone that's less ca- or as careless as Hunter Biden when it comes to allowing uh, photographs and video. Um, Thinking of like Chelsea Handler, you know, yeah, she doesn't matter. She could be nude, drunk, you know, it doesn't matter. She doesn't care. It doesn't hurt her. Kid Rock, we talked about last week. Sure. Kid Rock, who doesn't care. I mean, on video using the the F slur for the 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 gay slur, 
and not apologizing and really not caring. I mean, Kid Rock would be in that class, but I don't think anybody's quite in Hunter Biden's league when it comes to um, allowing or taking photographs, a video of himself in compromising positions. But uh, we got to get to the other. The, we we should have done this yesterday. We should have said, let's take a let's have a a, a draft or a poll. Uh, on who will be the first one to make the homophobic joke, the the gay uh, wisecrack, the, the 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 anal sex uh, joke, and I'm telling you, she would have been a first round pick. Joy Behar would have been a first round pick. Not she's a, obviously a super liberal, but she's stupid, and and she thinks she's funny, and she's a you know former comedian. So she thinks, I know she, I should say no, she thinks, but she sees something and she says her first instinct is to make some wisecrack. And she's not smart enough to know that you don't make anal sex jokes in this day and age. And I know that, uh, that uh, Minahan and I were involved in someone on the air who uh, uh, Michelle McPhee broke the story about uh, about uh, Aaron Hernandez being gay and she yeah. made a dumb joke about a dumb gay slur and we laughed it off but and and you know people were uh, in that when that documentary about Aaron Hernandez they were criticizing us and we were getting criticized for this slur but a you know she the author our guest is the one who made it and b we were talking about a guy who murdered people i right. didn't really feel the need to be respectful of Aaron Hernandez this is the opposite. This is a guy we're all talking about as a role model, as an example of a guy with 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 real guts and courage and balls who came out and said, "I'm gay. I'm the first NFL player ever to do this as an active player." I mean, that's you know that took some some real guts. And no, we're rooting for him. A lot of people are. Uh, including me are saying, you know, this guy is doing all the right things, doing it the right way. And I guess if you're Joy Behar, it doesn't matter because you're a liberal. But if this were someone, if this were, I don't know, know, Sean Hannity or Tucker Carlson or whoever, that it it would be a much bigger deal. But Joy Behar, first instinct, first thought is let's make an anal sex joke about the gay guy. Las Vegas. <laughs> okay. The Las you, Vegas know, you know, Anna. <laughs> Anna, after, after they said penetration in the end zone, they oh, lost me. So, Sonny, oh. is this a sign that this... <laughs> And then she just, gets, she just gets dead silence. <laughs> dead silence. That's a sure sign <laughs> that you stepped in it, that your co-hosts, and some of them are smarter than others, but they're, you know, they're not exactly... Uh, brainiacs they're all like did she just say that <laughs> the first i mean and of course again if she she's a liberal so it doesn't matter she came back with an apology that was any you know she said just forget i said that it wasn't a yeah. real apology and it's not a real big deal and it's not funny i mean if it were funny that's like uh you know like dave Chappelle says things that are offensive and over the line but you get a pass because it's funny <laughs> yeah it's brilliant how he does it absolutely yeah. Right. As he said, uh, one of my favorite Chappelle lines ever was about Jesse Smollett. He did this whole long rant about Jesse Smollett. And Jesse Smollett said uh, that these uh, two MAGA guys mugged him at two in the morning or whatever it was. And it was zero degrees in Chicago and stole his or didn't steal a subway sandwich. He still had it. They just beat him up. They were wearing MAGA hats and they were saying the N word. And he goes, that doesn't sound like something a you know, white guy would say in Chicago, he goes, sounds like something I'd say <laughs> when he was talking about them yelling out the N word. And he's right. It was, or saying the, the, the F slur, the kid rock F slur. He says, that sounds like something I'd say. And it's true. He says offensive things, but he says it and makes you laugh. Joy Behar. Was she like an actual stand up comic back in the day? Did she actually do comedy? I know she self-identifies as a comedian, but I, I didn't see anything that showed that, that was the case. It, it's hard to picture her stepping on stage uh, at open mic night or at the, at the whatever, Caroline's 
uh, and and doing a you know whatever a half hour set. She did. She looks like in the 1989 Easter Seals telethon. She's got a stand up set here, uh, uh, live Gotham Comedy Club. There are a few. I'd I'd never I'd never said maybe it's uh, maybe it's uh, a little before my time. I don't know. It's I've I, I you know obviously I know the name, but I didn't. I don't ever remember seeing her on whatever on Letterman or anything. Uh, do you want to listen to her a little, Joy Behar? Do you listen to her a little stand-up? Oh, uh, I can play it. I, I don't know if there's like ads or anything before. Hold on. Now here's one of the funniest women in America, a comedian who's appeared on comedy specials and in the country's top clubs, Joy Behar. Hi. Oh, this is loud. How are you? Good. Hi, kids. Hi. They let 12-year-olds uh, twelve year olds in here tonight? Yeah, all right. <laughs> It's very nice to be here. Nice to be in California. I'm adjusting. I joined a health club. I haven't gone, but I joined. <laughs> Why must I go? I gave them $500. Let them go. This is how I say it. Right, girls? Two okay. bombs and a... Oh, That's the, yeah, it's just, are you supposed it's, to start with the good stuff? Uh, yeah. <laughs> that What year is that? Uh, 1989. Wow. And she sounds, I mean, obviously younger, but got that same accent and... Uh, uh, same delivery and oh is she cringy i mean i can't i i just see clips of the the view and i go oh who listens to that who, who likes her she's just so you know difficult to listen to but i'll have to check that out later i know oh i'm sure you'll you'll uh you'll definitely listen to that on your yeah, free time I, uh, but i do have a apology too do you want to hear that oh yeah did we call it an apology is something so yeah. you can just be gay in the world and and it doesn't become a big deal by the way that inappropriate joke i made for daytime television scratch it make believe i never said it we'll be right back <laughs> just that's that's not much of an apology but whatever i mean apology would have been uh, hollow anyway but sure. penetration in the end zone it doesn't even make sense i mean, hate to be literal here but you don't have penetration in the end zone in whatever. Not in the football I'm watching anyway. <laughs> She's just awful. And every time I see clips on Twitter online, it's railing about some Democrat talking point, railing about climate change. We have to talk about climate change. Oh, oh, we'll get to climate change. We have a solution today, don't we, Carano, to cl we climate do. change? We do. A solution from an actual scientist. Uh, but uh, one more thing on uh, NASIB before we get to before we solve climate change. Um, he in the last two he, here's here's the other conundrum. It's not a big deal that the uh, that the activist uh, liberals, the social justice warriors have on this one is they don't have. I mean they they might have a bad guy in Trump, but that doesn't make any sense because I don't think Trump's you know ever said a word about NASIB. Probably never met him. Is they can't find uh, a hater. You know, you need a, a hater. You need a critic. You need a detractor. And when this happened, I mean, I know what they did. I know how this works. They literally got on Twitter uh, and, 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 and searched for somebody yeah. critical of NASIB. A play, you, you remember, uh, you're, you're too young, but uh, uh, Tim Hardaway uh, was an NBA star, great player, a kind of a dink. I dealt with him. Uh, once and he was difficult, very difficult. But they asked about having a gay teammate. The question that occasionally comes up, and in the old days, people weren't so uh, uh, cavalier. I mean, they weren't so careful. They knew they they didn't think, oh, this is going to go around the world. This is going to be viral. It wasn't yeah, no social media. Yeah. Uh, did you just Google Tim Hardaway? Because he flat out looks in the camera and says, "Don't bring any of that gay stuff around me." <laughs> oh no. <laughs> and his son's in the NBA now, and he was a great player, but he never recovered from that. It was just, it wasn't even, how do I say it? it wasn't even thoughtful. You know, it wasn't saying there was like, like a religious objection. He just said, oh, get that gay stuff away from me. And it was a, not as big a deal as it would be today, but back then, what year, do you, does it say what year it was? Well, it I'm was, seeing something from 2007 that Tim Hardaway is saying, I hate gay people. <laughs> so he, I, have I, a, think, I, I don't know what the video looks like, but I have it. I think he crafted his message a little bit. Um, <laughs> I hate, I hate <laughs> so, again, again, at some, I know liberals and some of my friends are liberals and Reamer and others. Uh, they don't ever want to really admit progress. Cause once you admit progress, like with, with racism, Al Sharpton 
can never say, boy, things are great now, the way the way Bill Maher did a couple of weeks ago and how much things have changed and how accepting people are of whatever minorities, marginalized people. You can't admit that because that's then he he's not necessary anymore. His effectiveness, his existence is right. not necessary if there is no real racism. It's or, just like uh, bureaucrat, bureaucrats justifying themselves. The same thing. Yeah, you need you need to do that. And and yeah. Bill Maher, Bill Maher, two weeks ago had a great rant on that and how Kevin Hart said white supremacy now is worse than ever. White racism is worse than ever. Kevin Hart. This guy who, I guess he's funny. I don't know. He's making whatever, hundreds of millions of dollars. And he's saying racism is worse than ever. And Bill Maher's like, forget 1850. How about 1950? How about 1963? You don't think things were worse then than now, Kevin Hart, you dope? Of course, it's not worse than ever, you idiot. Um, but anyway, um, back to Tim Hardaway. Like you got him saying, I, I, I hate- have a quote. Yeah, it's if you want, you know, I hate gay people, so let it be known. Hardaway told Dan <laughs> Levitard on uh, Miami radio in 2007. That's not that long ago. No, he's like, That's why I'm not in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, probably. Let it be known that I hate gay people. He says, He says on the air, yeah, and he's right, he was uh, persona non grata with a lot of people. I mean, he said that to Levitard. He goes on. He says, I don't like gay people and I don't like to be around gay people. I'm homophobic. I don't like it. It shouldn't be in the world or in the United States. <laughs> it shouldn't be in the world. Smart guy. Uh, and that was 14 years ago, correct? Yeah. That's crazy. 14 years ago, a prominent NBA star. Uh, um, Bill Maher's right. Times have changed. He, he, back then, not that long ago, 30 31 states put gay marriage on the ballot. Yeah. It lost every time. It lost 31 times, 30 over 31. It was summarily rejected. Um, it, uh, times are different now. As Mar points out, Ellen used to have to pretend she was heterosexual. That's right. Now, on, uh, on the sitcoms. Yeah. Now people are probably, you know, pretending they're homosexual to get gigs and in, 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 on sitcoms, you know, they, <laughs> That's the way. That's how. As 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 uh, what does Joe Biden say? Turn on the TV. Three out of five commercials have a, a interracial marriage. <laughs> he came out with that that bizarre non sequitur twice in in a speech or in a, in a press conference. Three out of five. I mean, I don't know where that came from. Came in the out of the recesses of his mind. But, he doesn't know he's talking about anymore. Uh, no, no. But uh, it is interesting that Nassib got praised universally across the board there right. are no there are no haters there is no tim hardaway at least not yet his jersey was the number one selling jersey for the last when did he come last three days i believe two days probably again today people are buying his jersey and you're gonna see it i mean i don't you don't have to be gay to wear his jersey but it helps i do think there'll be other people just trying to show their you know virtue signal look at me I'm wearing number 94 in the Las Vegas Raiders jersey. I'm woke. There'll be a lot of that. If he plays and gets introduced, he'll get a standing ovation in virtually every stadium. And these are NFL fans. These aren't, you know, wokesters. These are just, you know, whatever. Regular people. people. Regular people. Yeah. They right. will be standing and cheering the guy. And the people looking for the haters are going to come up empty, I think. I think, unless there's just some random idiot on Twitter, you'll find one of those, but there won't be prominent Tim Hardaway types. So uh, we have overcome. Uh, Joy Behar is the, the only one so far who has stepped in it, and she's stupid again. But anyway, a couple other things to get to. I mentioned Hunter. I want to get to that story because it's just amazing. But you and I talked about this uh, this morning, and I, I don't think it gets enough attention. I Maybe it will. And I know I talk about Tucker a lot. I know I watch Tucker religiously and, and I think it's, you know, I just think he's the best, but he played a guy. He did a story last night and played a few clips from a scientist, a prominent scientist named Matthew Lou or Lau. I would say uh, Lau. I think Lau. Lau. Matthew yeah. Lau. Um, and uh, it was at a summit, a, com uh, a convention of scientists. And he was in a round table discussion 
mic'd up. And I saw it and heard it once. And I said, wow, that's amazing. And then I sat back later and thought about it. And then I texted with you. And then we talked about it. And I still have had trouble getting my mind around what we just watched. Yeah. If you haven't seen it. It wasn't Tucker's lead. He talked about it. He kind of uh, commented on it. It should be it should be everywhere. It should I mean everyone has to see this, everyone has to hear this, because I think it explains a lot about science or some science people. Probably it explains a lot about Fauci and and his his narcissism, but uh, I, I want to set this up properly, but this scientist from 2016, it's just now surfacing. I think the introduction to it, the, the reason we got to watch, listen to uh, Matthew Lau, is the Wuhan lab and the gain of function thing and trying to explain why human beings in all these labs are making more potent viruses, making viruses more potent, more deadly. Like, why are we doing that? A, why are we doing that? B, why are we paying for it? Taxpayers paid for the research that went awry. America taxpayers. I think that's a scandal that is going to grow and will never uh, and and will never be done with it. People will be writing about what happened in Wuhan you know, for the next hundred years. They they took a virus, they made it more potent, more deadly. It escaped, whether it's intentional or not, we don't know. And it killed almost four million people around the globe. And you're wondering what kind of person. You know, goes to college, spends your life, and says, "I want to make viruses more deadly." You know, I, I want to. I don't want to. I don't want to curb the population, but as Fauci said, it's worth the risk. You know, that's what he said. <laughs> yeah. In, well, even like even in a even in the a the best framing of this, like doing it for you know bioengineering for times of war, like you can you can I don't justify, but you could justify, but to do it right. for environmentalism, like it's just nuts. <laughs> right. So, if you think that there aren't people out there who said we should do this to curb, to cull the herd, to curb the population, to save the planet. That, and you think that's just some crazy, you know, uh, echo terrorist or, or extinction rebellion guy, whatever they call that uh, guy, well, you know, some grown up Greta Thunberg that would have that thought. You're wrong. There are scientists, smart people out there who think that and, which brings us to Matthew Lau, who had this ins and and isn't it amazing, Toronto, the way he talks so matter of factly. Oh, he's he's fine with this. Yeah. <laughs> he talks about at least I want to set up two things. Two things. One, he wants, and I, I still can't believe I watched this. Develop a pill that would be forced on the population of the world. That's eight billion people. That would make you nauseous at the thought of eating beef. Yeah. And as you mentioned before we started recording, that's all you eat. So you'd be, you'd be, oh, you'd I'm, be yeah, I'm not taking that so, pill. <laughs> as we know, cow farts are killing everybody. It's, it's the biggest threat, existential threat to the planet. So if you took this pill and most people wouldn't do it voluntarily, although I guess maybe some would, I don't know, you would somehow force it, put it in the water supply as, <laughs> As Tucker said, best line he had was, and we thought, and, and we think Alex Jones is crazy. This is something Alex Jones would say, and you'd say, he's a nut. A scientist, a prominent scientist said, with a smile on his face, that we could develop a pill to make people sick at the thought of eating a, a cheeseburger. That way, we wouldn't need to raise cows, kill cows, eat cows. And that would stop I don't know, the sun from burning up the earth? I just think the leap is so bizarre, and the, the way people accept that leap is so insane. But anyway, do you want to play Matthew Lau on the, 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 the pill to make people sick at the thought of eating beef? And then we'll get to the even more insane, even more insane, utterly bizarre uh, uh, idea he has to save the planet. Here's cut one. So I'll give two examples. So one is that uh, people eat too much meat, right? And if they were to cut down on their consumption on meat, then they would, uh, it would actually really help the planet. 
uh, but people are not willing to give up meat. Yeah, you know, some people will be willing to, but other people they may be willing to, but they sort of they have a weakness of will. They say, "Wow, this this steak is just too juicy. I can't do it." I, I'm one of those, by the way. So you know, but so here's a thought, right? So it turns out that we know a lot about. So there, we have these. Intolerance to uh, so I for example I have milk intolerance um, uh, and there some people are intolerant to crayfish so possibly we can use hu human engineering to make it the case that we're intolerant to certain kinds of meat to certain kinds of bovine uh, bovine proteins and there's actually analogs of this in life there's this thing called the long star tick where if it bites you you will become allergic to meat uh, I can sort of describe the mechanism so. Yeah, so there, there you go. A pill, a pill to bioengineer a, a meat allergy. And, and man, when he says the term human engineering, you just cringe yeah. and go, "Oh my god!" You uh, I just read about uh, Matthew Lau. Where's he from? He's from some prominent. Uh, uh, I can go and find it. Uh, school or whatever, but uh, it's a New York NYU NYU professor of bioethics and philosophy. Uh, Matthew Lau. So he's a New York guy. He says, uh, and you know, like, like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like people don't like uh, uh, milk intolerance. It's called lactose intolerance, by the way. He's a friggin' phys biophysicist. And shouldn't he know it's called lactose intolerance? Anyway, he wants to make us all intolerant of, of eating beef. And I, I'm going to say a year and a half ago, Carano, people would say, that's insane. Oh, Nobody would ever do that. And now yeah. you think that they were developing this virus. And by the way, people were happy to lock down the population, to close the schools, to uh, you know, close, to destroy small businesses, because you know, it gave them more control and it helped uh, uh, cut down the carbon footprint. And we all know there's going to be a lockdown. There already is talk of a lockdown to save the planet. Lockdown, just like yeah. we did for the the virus. A lockdown for climate change that is coming. It might not get implemented if you know enough people stand up, but there will be plenty of uh, public officials proposing supporting a lockdown to save the planet. But let's get to the really and and I, again, I recommend you watch this segment with Tucker and watch this lunatic so matter of factly surrounded by people who don't say throw a net on him. You know that don't say. Put a straight jacket on him and put him away in some uh, a rubber room somewhere. Can you imagine not challenging that if you're at a round table with him? I'd be like, "Are you insane? Are you looking at the video? Are you looking at the video right now? Yeah. He's, just, he's just casually, he's got his, you know, yeah, just casually sitting back. Yeah, we make people intolerant of, of of cows, but then he gets, and there are a couple other insane things that he proposes. But this is something that I stopped me in my tracks. He has an idea, and we'll play it. I just got to set it up. He has an idea. How do I describe this? To make people smaller. To make people smaller. Not like, uh, I, I don't even know how you do Not this. Less obese, but you mean, you mean like shorter. Literally make them smaller. Just yeah. like, yeah, true. Not, not less obese, although that would help. To make them shorter, to make them smaller. Like yeah. they used to be, you know, 200 years ago when the average man was whatever, five, six, five, five. I think the average man is five, 10 now or five, nine. Something like I remember that. Flutie, Flutie was considered short by everybody, but he was above average because the average man was five, nine and he was five, nine and three quarters. That's how I remember. Anyway, he wants to go from five, nine to like five, five. And he explains how this would uh, make the carbon whatever emissions, uh, and he has a number exactly how much this would help <laughs> cut down on carbon emissions, the carbon footprint, and how much uh, uh, what the great uh, lengths it will go to save the <laughs> planet by making human beings smaller. Let's listen to Professor Matthew Lau, this friggin' lunatic. Uh, possibly address really big world problems through human engineering. Another example is, and uh, you go uh, first. Yeah. <laughs> and another example is sort of, and here I'll go first, right? Uh, you'll see that uh, I'm the smallest person here, right? And uh, well, um, yeah, well, yeah Amy's the smallest person. <laughs> so it turns out that the larger you are, Think of the lifetime sort of greenhouse gas emissions that are required to sort of the energy that's required to transport larger people rather than smaller people, 
right? Um, but if we're smaller, just by 15 centimeters, right? It, that's a mass, uh, you know, I did the math and it's about mass reduction of 25%, which is huge. And 100 years ago, we we're all on the average smaller, about 50, exactly about 15 centimeters smaller. Right. So think of just the, you know, like lifetime greenhouse gas emissions if we had smaller children. Just, just amazing. <sighs> and, and they don't, right. They don't sit there and go, are you insane? Are you, are you actually talking about doing something, you know, human engineering? I love that term, human engineering, something, whether it's, you know, Medicaid um, uh, pill or <laughs> again, treating the water. Yeah. Uh, forcing people to ha do something to make their children, I guess, in the womb. I mean, you don't do it after they're born, although... Maybe uh, late-term uh, eugenics? I don't know if that's even yeah, possible. Maybe you, maybe you put them in a little box so they don't grow. In the womb, you make it so that your children aren't as... First of all, who would ever want... I mean... Well, he's the, the crazy. He's talking about making humans less viable, like less have less ability to live to have long lifespans. I've got an idea. You want you want to make people less viable? Why don't we just give people short lifespans? Like give them a timer. They live for five or ten years and then self destruct and they're dead. That that would save the environment too. I got a better idea, Carano. How about this? We come up. I think it could. I think it's possible. You know, with you know human engineer, we come up with a virus that really affects elderly. Uh, elder, you know, people 75, 80 or nursing homes have uh, underlying conditions, uh, comorbidities, and it eliminates them, just eliminates them. When yeah. we started, when we started talking about the coronavirus a year ago, more than a year ago, I talked about this one day. And would you put it past China to develop this to eliminate their elderly population. I mean, this is a this is a country that has forced abortions. This is a country that has forced sterilizations. Right. That has one child policy. They don't think twice about human engineering. If they did it to do it, they did this just to eliminate to cull the herd of the elderly population, which is a real burden economically. You know, they don't contribute much to society. Eighty-five year olds, they cost a lot. I mean, it's you know, $12,000 a year to keep someone in a nursing home and the government is paying for most of those people. So, 12000 a month or a year? 12000 a month. A month, yeah, right. A month. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for for an average nursing home. And uh, I remember once my mother was in one and we were paying and my father looked around and said, what do you bet we're the only ones paying out of our pocket because there were lots of real old people, didn't have a lot of family, didn't have a lot of visitors. That was on the taxpayers. Think of it economically. This ghoul, this Matthew Lau, if you were to ask him, if you could come up with a way to eliminate 85-year-olds who are nothing but a burden on the country, on uh, would you support that? What about Ezekiel Ezekiel? Uh, Emmanuel, Rahm Emanuel's brother, the advisor to, to Biden and to Obama, who thinks people should die at 75. And I think he's almost 75. Ugh. And But he says it. He said it. He's, in, it's, he's fairly straightforward with this. Thinks we should come up with a way to eliminate elderly people because they're taking up all the resources. And he'll talk about how insane it is to get a, like a knee replacement for an 80-year-old. I mean, how that's a lot of money. Uh, most of it picked up by the tax, and, and and he'll make it seem like you know logical, common sense, but his idea is really to find a way to eliminate elderly people. This is anti-humanity. That that's the thing. It's like for I don't know how long humans have been in existence. Millions of years. For millions of years, humans have done their best in order to shield themselves against the reality that the environment is actually trying to kill us. And right. so that, that's why we've become. You know, we we're we're smart. We we use our brains to. To, uh, to we made fire, we made wheels, we made tools, we made uh, you know energy production, all that stuff in order to expand our lifespan and to and to to shield ourselves against the environment right. trying to kill us. And th this is the opposite direction. Yes, and this, I, but but uh, again, do you think Matthew Lau, if you said we have a way, you know, virus is kind of a scary word, but we have a way to eliminate all the elderly people who are you know just playing out the string. They're not living life. They're in wheelchairs and nursing homes. They're cognitively they're gone and you know i mean I, it's kind of a tough thing to say about our president but you've found a way to eliminate all those people matthew lau and 
people like him would be two thumbs up, right? They'd be like, yeah. we're all in. Or if all you, in. If you follow his logical progress, he's calling himself a, an ethicist. If you, if you follow his, his morality or ethics, then yeah, that's where it leads. And that was 2016. I'm not sure if anyone's going to call him up today and say, what do you think about gain and function research? What do you think about you know the effects of the of the uh, virus uh did it help climate change did it help to save the planet we're in an exit existential threat uh fight against climate change did we win this round because we eliminated a lot of people and we stopped driving cars for a while and flying planes for most of the last year did it help you know what he would say? Absolutely. Can't wait to do it again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, again, I recommend you watch that whole segment or maybe you Google uh, Matthew Lau and you would just watch his speech. It's not even a speech. It's just a conversation. And he's laughing. He's, he's laughing in the same sentence. He's talking about making our babies somehow smaller to save the planet. And he's joking around and laughing. And I'm thinking, and like you said, how does someone in that room not say, are you a friggin' nut? Are you just insane? What is wrong with you? But they don't. They probably agree and nod in agreement. And uh, you got to see it to believe it. But yeah, it looks like you uh, you retweeted that. So uh, anybody listening wants to see it, just go to Jerry Callahan and uh, and watch the videos for yourself. <laughs> watch it. Watch how cavalier he is talking about making babies smaller and there were two or three other ideas about human engineering that i didn't even include didn't even put on my list but uh i tell you what um if you were going to cull the herd like this guy would like wouldn't you start with hunter biden does he contribute anything to society that's my that's my brilliant transition well before you do that do you want to talk about uh about shay yes let me do shay good point we will do shay and then we will get to the latest a revelation about Hunter Biden and uh, just ask the question I always ask about Hunter. What next? What next? I mean, what are we going to learn? What pictures, what video are we going to see next as this comes out in dribs and drabs? But first, let me talk about Shea. Did you know that Shea Concrete is the largest manufacturer of recon retaining wall systems in North America? Well, you do now. In fact, in 2020, Shea set a new company record when they man manufactured 178,000 square feet of retaining wall. This is a testament to Shea's legendary teamwork from engineering to manufacturing to dispatch and delivery. As the guys at Shea like to say, teamwork makes the teamwork. They do. I've seen them. I've been around them when they say that. Shea Concrete's high-performing precast concrete retaining walls stand up to New England's active climate and come in a wide variety of shapes designs and textures to meet your retaining wall needs so whether you need a residential a commercial or an industrial application Shea has a dedicated team that will assist you with conceptual design site walks and installation let Shea show you the way call Shea Concrete at 800-696-SHEA that's 800-696-SHEA or just log on to SheaConcrete.com what's better than courtside seats free sports on Pluto TV Hey, sports fans, get all your sports free on Pluto TV. Pluto TV is your home for sports. Watch 24-7 channels of MLB, MLS, MMA, sports news and analysis, plus documentaries, TV shows, and movies, all for free. No signups, no fees, no contracts, ever. Download the free Pluto TV app on any device. I, this is how it works. The New York Post has the laptop. Uh, New York Post editor columnist Miranda Devine has a book coming out called The Laptop from Hell. I said this whenever months ago, that it'll be much, much better read, and it'll be a better seller than Hunter Biden's book, as much as you know, the publishers and the media will try to, uh, to suppress, uh, ignore Miranda Devine's book. I can tell you right now, after reading this segment of it, this excerpt, it is a much better read. And it's much more accurate and true because she's getting it right from the laptop. Right. Somehow she's getting the laptop info in increments, which is okay because I don't think we can handle seeing it all at once. But the New York Post today, you can read it. I think, yeah, I retweeted this uh, this story. She has an, I think it's an excerpt from the book that mentions the book at the, at the end. And she has a story about one wild night in L.A., uh, with Hunter and a hooker prostitute. Uh, what does, uh, can you get her name? It's, she's got a, like a hooker name, like, 
I'll, I'll look for it. But yeah, I'm spent, to, Oh, actually, I think it's more than one night. I think he's, she spends a few days with this, with Hunter at the, uh, what do you call that hotel? This is the place Belushi died and there's all kinds of wild stories. The Chalmont. Uh, Chalmont. Yeah. Uh, I think, it's, uh, sorry, it's Yana too. Yana. Yana is the uh, lady of the evening, uh, the escort that spends a few days with Hunter. Doing, you're right. Marmont. I think he's just said that. Um, I think it's a Charmont. Charmont. Chateau Marmont. Chateau Marmont. I'm sorry. Chateau Marmont. Uh, French, yeah. Which, by the way, he's been banned. <laughs> he's been banned. It's like this wild place that, uh, you know, hunt, uh, the, the people like hunt, like, uh, Rock and roll. Led Zeppelin destroyed the place one time and got banned. And Belushi shot up speed balls and and then rode a motorcycle down the hallway. Uh, in in uh, there's all kinds of these stories. And Hunter has been banned from there. He's so freaking. He's so uh, insane and probably doesn't pay his bill. Um, let me let me find some details on this. Uh, uh, what's her name again? The the, the uh, Yana. She's a. Yana. 24-year-old Russian native from Emerald Fantasy Girls. Emerald Fantasy Girls. I'll get the number for you guys too. She she uh so she she he's after all this doing blowing whatever smoking crack and drinking and and, and everything else he did he has to pay her and he gives her a credit card it doesn't work she says and then he gives her another one and another one uh, uh it says they drank vodka had sex made porn that's his Biggest problem he has, by the way, is videotaping and photographing everything he does. And the highlight in this story, or in this story, uh, in this story, or in this week with uh, Yana, is that he has a skill. Now, I often, when you're, you know, you'll like this, Carano, like a slow day you're with your friends or you're with some people you don't know that well and you say what's your most useless skill what can you do well that's absolutely worthless but you're you know you're kind of proud of it i can spin things on my finger if i could show you like any any like flat balls or oh, okay I see. no not bad no round things but like any you know any uh flat oh, thing it? Like, it used bad. to be used to be album covers in in, in college it's so you're spinning a notebook on your finger right yeah spinning a notebook or, or cushions from the couch I can spin uh, frisbee. I can spin a frisbee. It's got to be like flat. Yeah. Um, I have a few other skills, but I won't get into that. To, you know, things from the old days from college. But what what can you? You probably have lots of useless skills. Well, I, I mean, I have lots of lots of great skills too. But I can balance things really well. Um, but just on on flat surfaces, like pennies on their edge and that. Type oh, of I could do that too. The pennies yeah. or the coins on the elbow. Sure, there's that. I used yeah. to be the champion in my uh, dorm of snapping. Uh, coins off my elbow. That's a good one. That's a good, useless skill. As um, right. I think it was uh, Jackie Glitterman, Fats Domino, some pool player said, uh, had a great game, was really good at pool and called it the glorious results of the misspent youth. There's <laughs> lots of things that I can do that are the glorious results of a misspent youth. Um, but I have never tried, and I don't know if I could do this, what Hunter could do, what Hunter was very proud of, with Yana the hooker, he could balance M and M's on his erect penis. This is in the book. Uh, in the book, in the story. As in the, yeah, it's in the article. In, it's in the article. It's in the book, uh, the Miranda Divine book. Um, he balances a line of M and M's on his uh, wiener, and he takes photos of it. So she has these photos. This is probably going to be in the book. Is obviously the New York Post doesn't show you his big veiny member with M and M's on it, but apparently uh, she's seen the photos. The laptop from hell. The book is called Hunter Biden: Big Tech and the Dirty Secrets of the President. Dirty Secrets the President Tried to Hide. It comes out in September, and it is going to be a great read, a wild read. The reason, the big headline from this story is not that Hunter's a, such a total screw up, which he is. But they go over all the money that he pays her. And I guess he's getting scammed because she says, oh, that credit card is no good. And he can't come up. Uh, all his de debit cards, she said, aren't working. And she's right. not leaving. She's not going to leave without the $8,000 he owes her. Uh, so on the morning of a uh, hunter adds a new recipient on the cash transfer app, 
Zelly, uh, the uh, the woman from Emerald Fantasy Girls and Yana's employer. He transfers $8,000. It doesn't work. Minutes later, Wells Fargo sends him a fraud detection alert. He reaches into his wallet, pulls out another card. Yana attempts to transfer the $8,000, but it doesn't go through. He rifles through his wallet again. No luck. He pulls out another card. Bingo. Uh, Yana leaves, and he crashes. Imagine she, he can crash after handing all these credit cards to some hooker. I think that would be, I'd be a little too worried to crash. While he sleeps, his bank accounts are being emptied. <laughs> Yeah, the receipts he saves on his computer, the transactions he thought had failed to gone through, uh, gone through one after another, actually went through. The first eight thousand is recorded at ten twenty two. At ten fifty two thousand, leaves another account. Ten fifty nine, thirty five hundred, another account. Eleven a.m., another eight thousand. Then thirty five hundred. About twenty five thousand moves out of his accounts in an hour. <laughs> He gets totally uh, cleaned out by this. And then what does he do the next day when he wakes up? He, he texts he texts the hooker and says, send the money back, please. <laughs> yeah. He apparently recovers uh, some of the money from the escort service. Um, um, but the story is that um, at least one of the accounts was Joe Biden's. So Joe Biden, the current president, former vice president, paying for hookers, was paying for hookers yeah. for his degenerate son, also known, by the way, as the smartest person Joe Biden knows. Oh That's yeah, right, right, right. He calls him. This so story strung out on crack and uh, you know can't balance his checkbook, but can do dick tricks. <laughs> can balance. Uh, how many people? I mean, I know I'm going to try later today. I'm going to go buy some M and M's. I'm I'm going to give it a shot. I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure Hunter could balance like more M and M's than I could, but you know maybe I'll fit like. Well, two he's practicing. I'm, I'm Irish. I'll get two or three on there, but that's <laughs> true. You need some practice, and he's. He, he, I mean, he's. It's one thing to be just a degenerate, to be a drug addict, and you know, but this guy's insane. Where he think does things like this and take takes pictures. And we're going to see them and we're going to hear the stories in dribs and drabs until September when the book comes out. And then can't wait to read it because this guy's real life. I mean, I'm sure he didn't confess to any of this stuff in his book, but his real life is like some some made up. It's like Belushi or like, you know, one of these lunatics that that died like Chris Farley. Uh, I mean, and he's still alive and kicking and, and giggling with Jimmy Kimmel. But well, he thinks he's beyond getting shut down too for some reason he thinks he and so far he has been but that's got to catch up to him sometime i would think i would think i mean it's <laughs> and and obviously the media will be in full cover-up mode uh, it's still amazing the new york times still hasn't mentioned the fact that hunter biden i don't think any network did either nbc cbs abc cnn didn't mention the fact that hunter biden used the n-word over and over again called use a slur for asians also yeah. When they destroyed the life, the New York Times on page one destroyed the life of a 15-year-old girl in Tennessee who did the exact same thing, exact same thing. They went after her. The She was going to go to the University of Tennessee, become a cheerleader. They rescinded the acceptance, her acceptance. She couldn't go to her school because she used the N-word in like a Facebook post. And the New York Times decided, you know, we're going to get her. That's what they do. When they when someone uses the N word and they don't uh, you know they're not on the same team politically but they're just such phonies they're just such hypocrites uh, I mean I my idea was to have Donald Trump Jr. tweet the exact same words that that Hunter did the exact words the exact sentence he'd be gone yeah they would have to make a decision do we you know do we cover this <laughs> if he just wrote the exact words that Hunter did and I think they would and they would try to destroy him because they have no ethics, they have no standards, but uh, uh, Hunter continues to skate and uh, continues to probably uh, balance M&Ms on his wiener. All right, a couple of quick things before we wrap this up, Carano. Congratulations to Eric Adams, and I know some people don't like him, but apparently he won big in the primary for the New York mayor. He's up, the New York Post has him up 10 over that Maya Lewis, whatever, the, the AOC's choice, de Blasio aide, complete radical. Here's all you need to know. I think there are eight candidates. Um, two things you need to know. Andrew Yang bombed. Gone. 
to uh, finished a distant fourth. The other thing is, I think seven of the eight were in favor of defunding the police. I mean, we're in a historic crime wave right now in New York, and seven of the eight candidates want to defund the police. The one who didn't, the former cop, Eric Adams, he won. We won't know officially till June 29th because of this stupid a rank vote. choice. Yeah. The, the uh, absentee ballots have to get counted, and they have to do this ranked choice voting thing where they add up where everyone, what place. But it looks like he's got a big lead, and he hopefully will hang on, and, and he'll obviously win in November. So a former cop who will not does not want to defund the police is hopefully going to be the next you know he will probably be the next mayor which i guess is a good thing because the rest of them are complete radical lunatics um and uh and uh we look forward to to, to that uh, at least somebody standing with the cops i mean isn't that wouldn't that be your number one issue if you're voting in new york is law and order crime you know we must we, crime is out of control. We have to do something about it. De Blasio is incompetent. You know, Cuomo is corrupt. Somebody has to draw a line, you know, a thin blue line and stop this madness. And apparently Eric Adams is the guy. Um, congratulations to Becky Adams, the first female to be a finalist for an NBA coaching job. She's a finalist along with Chauncey Billups in Portland. Um, I don't think she's going to get the job, but, I don't know who the first, someone's going to hire, and that will take some balls. I'm not sure it'll work, uh, but that would take some big ones to name a female, a female head coach in, uh, in the NBA. And uh, uh, Tom Brady, for a change, is a big underdog. Tom Brady and Phil Mickelson have been established, have been uh, installed as the underdog against Bryson DeChambeau and Aaron Rodgers in their June 6th match. Brady, to his credit, yeah, I'll give him credit. You know, I know you're going to find this uh, surprising, but mm. I'm going to give Brady credit. He did this last year when he and Tiger went against Phil and uh, Peyton Manning, and Brady sucked. Brady hit it sideways. It was surprising. He looked as bad as he did, but uh, and it, I didn't think he'd do it again because it was kind of humbling for a guy that's used to winning and used to coming through in the clutch. Golf will do that to you. It will humble you, and it humbled him. He's going to do it again. And not only that is he is really cocky. He put out a video yesterday where he drains three putts from like, I don't know, 25 feet. And he says, the first one, this is for you, uh, Bryson. And this is for you, Aaron Rodgers. And then this is for you, Phil. And he drains them all. And I'm, I don't know, you'd know better than I would if this is trick photography, if someone edited it all together. If they didn't, then he is really cocky about his golf game and, really it's stroking the, the putter well because you look good on the green and that's july 6th the ratings will be it's a tough weekend i mean it's a tough time because it's fourth of july but i'll be watching that will be a pretty interesting event and uh, hopefully he acquits himself better than he did last time i think aaron Rodgers' team is a favorite because bryson is so good and hits it so far that he'll make uh rogers job easier phil you never know which phil will show up but uh I think I'll probably be rooting for Brady. I know you find that surprising, rooting for Brady and Phil. They're a couple of likable guys. Plus, Brady's a big Trump guy, so I'm, I can't help but support him. <laughs> but, uh, all right, we will leave it there, Carano. By the way, you didn't. You got a lot. You got lots of Twitter friends, don't you? Lots of people raving I move, and crazy. I move, the I move the needle. You do. I mean, I. I don't. You know, we've tried tried some other people in this spot, and didn't get nearly the reaction we did from you yesterday, even though you didn't say a whole lot yesterday, but you got lots of fans out there. Why is that? Just quantum week fans? That's your uh, I think it's also the KMS stuff that I've done and, you know, a bunch of parody songs and all that stuff. I, yeah, I've done a lot of entertainment. In last when year. does your podcast come out, Quantum Week? Saturdays uh, comes up on the on the main RSS feed, so it's uh, you can just, you know, anywhere you get your podcast, uh, Quantum Week. Yeah. Anywhere you get your podcast, it is, I said this to you earlier, it is a uh, pretty uh, creative, innovative idea. I know there's not a lot of ideas left out there, but uh, you guys, what do you do? Pick a week from sometime in history. A random week. Yeah, we do have a random week generator. P picks a random week in the last 40 years, and we do the top movie, top song from from that week. Yeah, I listened a couple weeks ago, and I'm, I don't think... Uh, 
I don't think Minahan's going to be too happy with you. You put, you did a podcast, uh, you did an episode where you talked about Midnight Run being overrated and slow, and you said coming to America is better than Midnight Run. That may re I really made me question your judgment on that <laughs> yes. one. And I'm, I love Midnight Run, not not as much as Minahan does, but it's much much better than coming to America. I hate to break it to you, Bill. All right, well, thank you. All right, well, you can check out Quantum Week. That is uh, Carano's podcast with his buddy what's your buddy's name chris yeah chris is very good chris, chris is good although you, you you sounded like clay and buck in that episode you were agreeing about everything you guys well were some of the, i mean we're just going to tell our opinions so some of them we do really agree on some of them you we do? don't do you yeah. ever fight oh all the time yeah i mean he loves superman the movie he thinks it's a top 10 movie oh, and I, I just think he's a he, that's ridiculous I, I, we fight about I that Another thing I hate, wrestling and superhero movies. Those are right. space and space. Those are my top three things I have no interest in. Okay. But uh, anyway, uh, check that out. If you want to hear more from Carano, God knows there are a lot of Carano fans out there. But uh, all right, we will leave it there. Thank you to DCU and Shake Concrete and Allied Paving. And thanks to Carano and thanks to everybody for listening. I appreciate it. This is the Callahan Podcast. I'm Jerry Callahan, and I'll talk to you again tomorrow. Why am I stopping? No one else stops. I don't. I, can I go home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. And welcome to T-Pain's Nappy Boy Radio Podcast. The most fun you'll ever listen to while you're folding your clothes. Now let's get this straight. This is not your average podcast. T-Pain's Nappy Boy Radio is super fun, super crazy. It's pretty much an in-your-face conversation. That's the good thing about us. We don't do interviews. We do conversations. All of my guests, all of my co-hosts, we chill. We drink, we play games, we have the song of the week, we have the creative curse word of the week, as long as you're having fun as our guest. Speaking of guests, each week I'm going to go through my whole contact list and dive head first into the world of music, gaming, exotic cars, tech, strippers probably, doctors probably, probably strippers that are only stripping so they can pay for tuition to become a doctor. You never know. My wife is a certified bartender. She'll make you a drink while you're here. We'll get you drunk and make you play VR after. It's a lot going on, but that's what it's all about over here at T-Pain's Nappy Boy Radio Podcast. See you soon, baby! Look, staying healthy isn't easy. Watching your diet, hitting the gym, avoiding stress. But a good night's rest helps boost your overall health and wellness. And it couldn't be easier. The new Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed is the only bed that effortlessly adjusts and responds to both of you. The result? You wake up ready for anything. Proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. During our lowest prices of the season, the new Queen Sleep Number 360 C2 Smart Bed is only $8.99. Only for a limited time. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Imagine being able to detangle, dry, and style with one tool. Just in time for back to school, the Infinity Pro by Con Air with the Not Doctor all-in-one dryer brushes do it all for frizz-free salon results at home. The pink smoothing brush has 136 Flexolite bristles for painless detangling and 1,000 watts of high-performance power for smooth, shiny results. And the purple large oval dryer brush creates glam waves and comes with a bonus volumizing attachment for added lift and volume at the roots. The all-in-one dryer brushes are perfect for all hair types with three heat settings for customized styling and frizz-fighting technology that leaves hair shiny and manageable. These styling essentials are your prescription for salon results at home. Go to conair.com to get your Infinity Pro by Conair with the Knot Doctor all-in-one dryer brush or all-in-one smoothing dryer brush now.